Theme song. Doodly 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 do. Theme song. That's probably better. Uh, hi there. Hello. Welcome. You clicked on a thing and now you're listening to a voice. What is this voice you're listening to? Why, it's Josh Trelevin. Uh, it's your old pal, your old pal Josh Trelevin, making another podcast for you, recording another. Oh, it's going to be exciting. What are we going to talk about this week? It's comedy. It's art. It's life. Maybe even a little politics. Actually, I don't know. People don't seem to like when I ramble about politics. I just want to mention that um, this is recorded, let's see, two weeks ago was the Evan Mumford podcast, three weeks ago was the um, the Sam Lee podcast, which, uh, and then, you know, other guests uh, before that, um, other guests. Uh, we had, oh, this is going way back, but we had uh, Daniel Belkin and Michael Nadolny on the show, uh, you know. I don't know how many episodes ago it was. It was episode number, I don't have it in front of me, but it was really awesome. Um, but I, I just wanted to rave about the last couple, again, the last, uh, those interviews. Um, I shouldn't do that. Oh, well, I'll just say, yeah, check them out if you, if you haven't already listened to the last one. Um, the last week, like there's a week in between, that episode got lost, uh, well, for two reasons. One, um, I, uh, I, the, my audio, uh, my, my equipment cut out halfway through, which I usually have a backup, but for some reason I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, um, I was only recording on one device. So unfortunately, uh, well, I, what I had to do is re-record it over again, and also it was a little bit shitty, to be honest. I mean, shitty as in terms of content. I don't know why. I don't know why that how that works. I don't know what goes on in my head that I'm like, eh, I don't really want to post this. Um, it'll go up eventually as sort of a lost episode, but I don't know. I'm not promising anything great. But, you know, to be honest, this episode probably won't be that great either. So, you know, we're all... <laughs> I don't know what makes the, makes the difference between episode, from episode to episode. I just want to also spoil, tease, uh, let you know that... Um, my next week's episode of this podcast, the Space Boat One podcast, which you're listening to now, next week I am going to have another guest, and it will be Elliot Ryan. Um, and I don't, I don't know, does he deserve it to be on another podcast? He already has his own podcast, but no, I, I actually think it's going to be interesting just to see what happens when we get the two of us together and and uh, in a room. Just, I mean, it could be awful again. I might delete it. I might say no, never mind. You're not going to hear this because it's so shitty. Uh, no, I, I actually think it's going to be good. Um, it, I actually think it is going to be good. It, I am absolutely positive that... I mean, if I, let, let me put it this way. If I'm shitty on it, I'm like, uh, I don't know what to talk about, at least we'll have Elliot, and, you know, something crazy will happen, and he'll bring something, because, I mean, he's he's a veteran podcaster at this point, so he's like, he knows what to do. Uh, he does, and I am a veteran podcaster. Can you imagine that? I mean, I, I have that other podcast I do that I've been doing for like three years. So I guess I'm kind of I don't I don't think that actually taught me anything. But yeah, I, I, I'm continuing to work on podcasting. Anyways, what are we going to talk about this week? We're going to talk about stand up comedy. That's how that's how I always say it. Hmm. I need to mix things up a little bit. I think. We're going to talk about stand-up comedy, folks. Let's get real. Let's get dark and... Dark? Let's get dark. Shall we get dark? I don't... 
I think I think the problem with the last episode is I didn't fucking swear. I didn't. <laughs> so we need some swears in this one. Fuck shit, motherfucker, cock suck. Okay, there, good. Well, that's out of my system. What did we? What did I want to talk about though? Um. Well, we can talk about what happens at Ratfish. Stays at Ratfish. No, it doesn't. It gets talked about on the Josh's, on Josh's podcast. Um, which I, uh, oh, ever since the beginning of this podcast, I've thought is a little bit weird to be like, yeah, I don't know, uh, chatting about what happened at the at the open mic and stuff that people might not be comfortable with being like out there but here's the thing like it is technically public like that you know ratfish open mic is technically public in front of people it's an event so if you go up on stage you kind of got to expect to be talked about and i and like putting myself in those shoes i definitely would love to be talked about like i i hope that people i don't think people are talking about me but i hope that they do I hope that they say, even if they say, like, oh, well, you did a terrible set, at least they're thinking, at least they noticed me, that I did a terrible set at Ratfish. Uh, Speaking of terrible sets, another, woof, another terrible Thursday, uh, last Thursday. I I mean, (laughs) not, the the show was great. I mean, that's that's not the thing. Everyone else was fantastic on Thursday. Uh, but I I got the lottery spot this so two weeks in a row lottery spot at Ratfish, which I mean I guess I'm I guess I'm happy about because I went up and I took advantage of it I took but I yeah I did not I did not get as many laughs as I should have. Who was hosting last week? Was it? I think it was Darcy, if I remember correctly. Yeah, last Thursday was dark. It's all it's already Thursday again when I'm recording. <laughs> Speaking of that, yeah, I wanted to record this on Tuesday, but it is already Thursday and wow, time is flying by. I don't know how this happens, but yeah, it becomes Thursday already again. And uh yeah, yeah, I got to gotta get on the ball recording. But yeah, this is this is recording Thursday should go up Thursday and it will be another select show at the Ratfish um, lounge in Victoria, British Columbia, in case you're listening and you're not, I don't know, not already aware of Ratfish, it's at the Ramada at the 123 Gorge Street in Victoria, um, and it's a great, it's a fun time, and Thursday night is the select show, so uh, there's no open mic, there is the lottery spot like I was just talking about, so you can put your name in the little box, in the take Chinese takeout box, and then they, they draw a name, and sometimes two sometimes three and you might get up on stage because of that but other than that um there is monday is the uh open mic and definitely come out definitely come out to that because it is it is so much fun and you could be the next great i mean anybody can go up so you can sign up and you can do your it's three minute spots at ratfish and you could be you could have everybody in stitches and see what happens um I know I always do. But yeah, Thursday, um, I got the lottery spot again. Uh, what, which joke? I had one joke that kind of worked. Um, the rest c- fell flat. Uh, I said something about, okay, yeah, Darcy was hosting. I said something about him looking warm. That didn't, I mean, there was no, that wasn't, that was, it's, I mean, technically that's a punchline. I was like, yeah, I don't really like Darcy's clothes. I thought he think he looks kind of dumb, but now I envy him because he looks warm with his 
beard and toque and um, a nice flannel shirt. So I was I was taking that angle, and yeah, looking warm like the word warm was supposed to be a laugh line, but uh, yeah, it didn't. It didn't work out the way I thought it was going to. I thought they were going to carry me off in their shoulders for making fun of Darcy, who they all love. I don't know if people love Darcy. I don't know. Um, I think people do, though. Honestly, I think I think he is well liked. Um, not for being a, the greatest person, but just because he's. Um, I guess he because he's. Yeah, this is the Josh talks about all about Darcy hour. Um, but he talks he he's good at what he does and then people like him for that reason because he's I, I don't know yeah I don't know why they like him um actually it's people people like uh stand up comics like that's that's one thing we have going for us I think all of us is that um yeah if you make people laugh people like you um, I guess if yeah, if you're bombing all the time, then people are like, oh, I don't really like him for some reason. I don't know why. It's just he seems to always fail it, <laughs> always fail at making people laugh. But um, but no, yes, uh, he was hosting. I tried a joke like riffing on his appearance, <laughs> and it didn't work. Um, and then I tried some other jokes that that kind of failed. Um, what was the one that actually worked? I think I might have tried my competitive concern joke. I think that kind of worked. Um, my competitive concern, where I invent a sport that's compe- it's called competitive concern, and people just stand around in the field and they say, "Oh, I kind of feel, eh, you know, kind of," and I, you know, I go on a few minute more minutes, hours <laughs> about that, <laughs> about this fake sport I made up. Um, you know, it. I would really love to be able to get you know more, um, more stage time, more time to practice in front of people because I think it'd be fun to take one of my bits and just like really expand it out to like half an hour, just well, not half an hour, but you know, ten ten more minutes of of competitive concern and see what else I can bring into the the picture, paint a paint a scene, paint a story. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I tried that one. It got a little, yeah, it got a little response, and that was all I got for the whole for my three minutes. But let me tell you, then we had Monday. Then Monday came around, and oh boy, I was I was on fire. Now I didn't do that good on Monday, but I did better. Like I did, I don't know, good enough for me, I'll say. <laughs> uh, good enough. And the other thing about Monday was that it was absolutely packed. Like, tons of people came out to Ratchfish, which is a really good thing because, like, I, I don't know where else, in, in if there's anywhere in the world where there's an open mic that's just so, um, like, so many people come out to regularly. But it is. It is absolutely... It is so cool that way. And so, basically, like, you can go up there and you can be, like, brand new to stand-up um, and you will get, you know, you'll get some laughs. <laughs> at least a few, uh, because it's a, it's it's the room is full of people and they're all there to to laugh and s- often they're there to support one of their friends like that's sort of how it works, um, but uh, but yeah they uh, they will because they're in that supportive mood and they're sort of like okay we're here to listen and and if there's a funny joke we we laugh at it. Um, 
they will laugh at the other people who are in the audience, which makes sense. Um, and of course, if you're if you're any good, <laughs> then they're just warm bodies, and that's all you really need as a stand-up comic. That's or at least that's what the goal is for stand-up comedy: is you want to be able to entertain um, entertain people no matter who they are, no matter what age they are. Just looking at my notes to, for what I want, if, I, if there was anything I wanted to talk about during this podcast. And apparently, um, oh, I wanted to talk about, I had a dream the other day. I had a dream the other night. I dreamed that I was doing stand-up comedy. Now, I, I don't know how common this is. Um, I think this happens to a lot of people when they first start a hobby or they first you know, sort of really get into a hobby. Um, is stand-up, well, I mean, I don't make money at it, so yeah, I guess it counts as a hobby, but I mean, I want it to be more than a hobby, but yeah, for now, I guess, technically, that's what it is. Anyways, yeah, when you start a new hobby, you start dreaming about it. Well, I had a dream about stand-up, and I dreamed that I was, um, that I was, like, told a really funny joke and had everybody laughing like crazy. Ah, it was good. I, it was a good dream. <laughs> now to make it happen in reality, I don't know. But also, like, I'm pretty sure it was an actual, like, there was an actual joke. I, I think I dreamed an actual joke, but now I can't, I, I didn't write it down. That's what happens when you dream stuff. You don't write it down, and then you sort of forget. It might not have been. That's the other thing that sometimes happens with dreams, though, is you will have, you have a dream of something that was really profound and meant a lot, or, you know, was really funny, like it was a joke that actually worked and worked really well. It's like, oh, that's the perfect joke. But then you, if you do actually write it down, if you manage to get it, capture it, um, then it might turn out to just be nonsense. Like, uh, cabbages are really green, aren't they? And then that's, for some reason, everybody in your dream found that hilarious, and it killed. Yeah. It killed the room. It killed. That's, I'm, I still am not used to saying the word kill and, like, destroy and, you know, crush for stand-up comedy success, because... Uh, if you kill the energy in the room, then that's bad. But if you kill the people in the room, <laughs> if you kill with stand-up, then that's good. That's a good thing. Um, yeah. What else happened at, uh, at Ratfish? Oh, on Monday, like, should I talk about Steve McMath? I should talk about Steve McMath. Um, I like to bring up every once in a while someone who's funny and I, I see... And I don't think I've talked about him before. And he's, um, uh, what do I think of Steve? I think he's he works hard at his his comedy. He like he he cares about it. He writes it, and he he does a lot of like performing, like whenever he can. Um, he he's trying this new thing, which I at first I thought he was just like it was some old school like comedy like from the eighties or something that he had lifted. Um, but no, it's it's his own stuff. It's his own material. But he has this new style of of doing like, I think he does like finger guns, <laughs> at some point, uh, in between his jokes. And the jokes are not. I mean, let me, how to put this? He sounds like he doesn't believe in them when he says them. He sounds like he's he sounds like he's almost doing a take on a uh, a stand up comedian. Or like he's making fun of people who aren't that good at stand-up comedy, um, but on the other hand, it might just be that he's um, 
it might just be this is early days for his for his material so I guess that's why I, I hesitate to to bring him up but he and it was super funny like uh, <laughs> I'll say that um, but I think it's gonna get funnier too with time um, and it's really interesting to see like an idea that sort of you know I, I've seen him do it twice now this sort of same set over twice now um, and it got it definitely got more Steve like the second time he did it like because um, I, I see it m like him injecting more of his own voice where the first time is like I, I didn't really know what he was doing like was he trying to be someone else but yeah this time it's more back to the <laughs> back to what he is as a person um, and uh, yeah I'm not going to tell any of his jokes obviously although yeah no um, and they're sort of corny cheesy a little bit jokes yeah but um, I mean, they're jokes, they're funny, but uh, it really, what they require is that um, they require his delivery, which I think is maybe what he's trying to do. I don't know, but it's it's really cool to see. I mean, this is just one example of the things that we see at the open mic um, of, of what pe different people are trying. Uh, my friend and uh, podcast guest, uh, Daniel Belkin, um his what he's trying to do is he is trying to uh he's lately he's been playing with the microphone like practicing like not having to rely on it so much um he does improv which speaking of improv i should plug daniel's um and and um several other uh michael nadoni and uh the whole vikes crew that's this friday so this podcast should go up by the end of this evening, Thursday, so sh you should still be able to make it out to the Vikes Improv. Um, if you're listening to this in the future, though, I think they do it once a month, so look for it in January or February or whatever month it happens you happen to catch this in. Um, go to the Vikes Improv. Uh, they have a Facebook page. You can s click, type in Vikes Improv, um, and uh, it is at the David Lamb Auditorium at University of Victoria because they're students and stuff. But yeah, it's it, it, last one I went to. Did I? I I can't remember now if I talked about this on the podcast, but the last one I went to was really good. Um, well, yeah. I guess yeah. I guess I kind of do repeat myself a lot on this podcast, but that's fine. That's what I do. <laughs> I'm forgiving myself for that. Maybe you won't, listeners. I don't know. Um. But yeah, he, uh, I was talking about what Daniel's trying out, and he's trying out he because in the improv they don't have mics at all. Like they just it's a lecture theater, so it's got good acu acoustics in the in the theater. Um, but of course they uh, they all have to project their voices. Just you know, yeah, like theater, you know, you know, like theater. Um, and he's uh, so he does a lot of voice projecting. And he, he likes to do that. So when he did, comes to stand up, that's what he he's been doing lately. Is like either no mic at all, or like taking the mic as far away from him as possible. So yeah, that's I don't know that's it's different people trying out different things. You know what I mean? Um, oh, and one other thing, I think I think I'll talk about this when Elliot comes on the show. I have to ask him about this, but he 
what he decided to do for his open mic experimentation <laughs> was he decided to just randomly make up a song and sing a song on stage. Um, <laughs> but we'll ask him, like, he's like, I am Elliot and I'm singing a song on stage. Like that, basically. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, I'll say... <laughs> As an audience person, like as a person in the audience, I can say I didn't really enjoy it, <laughs> but um, I think I think I'm glad that he did it because yeah, he's got um, he's he's trying out different things, what it feels like to be on stage and and all that stuff, um, and it's great because it it's experience in front of people and that really makes a difference as, as opposed to well, I mean Ratfish always has like a few people, but yeah, like this is like a real like crowd crowd and uh um there's something to be said for performing in front of like a real thick like heavy thick crowd not thick as in dumb but thick as in like there are a lot of people like crammed in like um crammed into the the building into the room yeah as opposed to the to a sparse crowd which is like one or two people at at each you know scattered here at here a table there a table a couple of empty tables in between yeah you want to like it's much more i don't know it's it's a different experience that you don't necessarily get as a new comedian um yeah performing in front of those sparse audiences versus those thick audiences but i suppose you need both really to to develop as a person and a comedian so that's yeah that's what happened um did I tell you what I, I... I don't need to tell you my jokes from Monday. Um, if I can remember one of them, I'll just I'll just refer to one. Uh, oh, I did, I did my new... I wrote a brand new joke about Cannibal on the Bus. It was, and that seemed to work good. So it's, it's something like... Uh, I'll, I'll tell you it like kind of in, in short. Um, I, was on the, uh, I was on the bus the other day. I saw a... Uh, I was on the bus. <laughs> oh boy, I cannot tell a joke. Boy, and and I think I can do stand up. I was on the bus the other day, and I saw a sign on the bus that said "No food or drink allowed," which made me feel safe because if a cannibal gets on the bus, then the rest of us all have to get off the bus, including the driver, because you know rules are rules. So I guess the bus becomes property of the cannibal. The cannibal gets a free bus. So really, cannibalism is a lot more lucrative than stand-up comedy. Well, okay, that would have been better in front of people. Maybe not, though. I don't know. Now that now that I hear it back to myself, I'm not sure if it's the best joke. Anyways, it's the best I've got, so I'm going to have to work with it, right? I don't know. Um, what else do we have, have coming up? Oh, I wanted to mention another thing coming up on... Saturday, if you're listening to this podcast, uh, we have the annual Ho 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 show. Ho 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 show. Uh, it is a stand-up. Oh, it's the. Um, is it the grad? I think it's the graduating class of Kirsten's uh, comedy class, which is better than it sounds because they're always they're always very good. Those ones, like I've been to one. Well, they're always good. The one I went to was really good. I'll say that. Um, graduating class with um, 
uh, with the Kirsten's like new students. Um, it's in the Ratfish Lounge, and uh, and it's always. Um, I'll tell you why it's it's good. I mean, it's good because they've been taking an intensive. They've been really learning how to write jokes. So there's going to be some you know some early craft in there that's that's going to be good. Um, and of course, they also often tend to bring family uh, or friends. You know, that's the one that they want to bring people to. There's, there's a few shows in your life that you bring people to. You. I mean, I'm not saying you should, but like people tend to bring people out to their first time, the first time doing stand-up. Is it, and not everybody does. Some people are like, no, I don't want to see anybody do it. But some people need like a bit of moral support, and I think that's a, I think it's reasonable to bring like your best friend or or one or two friends or you know one or two good friends to your first stand-up performance ever. Okay, and then you know maybe you bring friends to your first like booked show or something like that or your first um you know a special show like it might be there's various ways that that can work out but it might be like you know a christmas show or something like that you um well a christmas show i know your friends might not be able to come to a christmas show cuz they'd have to be um usually those are like a christmas party and you're the comedian anyway anyways that doesn't matter but sort of yeah the, your first sort of special show that's what you bring you know friends out to um and if if you take a class then your graduation is when you want to invite you know friends family parents i guess um although you, you don't know if it's going to be um if it's going to be suitable for all ages but i i mean that's that's a weird thing about speaking of parents yeah it i mean it, it's hard to this is this comes up over and over again with comedians is that talking about like uh r-rated or x-rated material on in you know in a stand-up stage in a like and have your parents there to see it and then that's that yeah that's really weird because your parents your whole life your parents are telling you like that's not allowed i mean depending on the parents some parents are really cool but (laughs) my parents um are like like no that is we don't want to hear about that which is fair enough i mean but as, the thing is as long as it's funny and you can get them laughing it's kind of oh well they'll, they'll be like okay well you gotta <laughs> you gotta give it to you and then this turns into money at some point i don't know it's supposed to people say it will but and then and then your parents can be like well at least he's got a job yep um, yeah, so the shows that people come out to, the first show, some kind of special show, a graduation, um, and then after that, I guess you don't invite friends out to any more shows, because then after that, they sort of, like, the people you want at your shows, you want fans, so if you can turn your, a friend into a fan, that's cool, and they'll come out, um, but yeah, other than that, you probably, yeah, you probably won't invite friends out ever again. And, like, sometime way down the line, you can invite them out to sort of a random show, or you, you might... Actually, what what would happen is you, you go off, move away somewhere, like, you know, and do some comedy somewhere else, and then you move back to your... Or at least you come back to your hometown or whatever, and then you can invite them to your performance, and then it'll be like, oh, you're back in town, they'll, they'll be you know there to see you, and then maybe you'll be funny, too, at the same time. Or maybe not, you might still... might still stink up the stage a little bit. But anyways, yeah, so that's Saturday. Um, what does it say? Tickets usually sell out. Ooh, okay. Uh, cash only at the door. Doors up at 7.30. Yeah. 
so that that's Saturday. The Saturday is the graduation show for for that. And yeah, tonight Thursday night is um, Ratfish Select show. And then yeah, on Monday we have the open mic coming up I, once again, the Ratfish open mic. And of course, coming in January, um, I I think I keep mentioning this on every podcast, but we have another. We have the Mint is going to be there is going to be a an, a new open mic at the Mint, so it's going to be awesome and more of the Strath and all that stuff. So yeah, Victoria, yeah, Victoria is awesome. I don't know. Okay, well that's that. What else can we talk about now that we've rambled on and on about comedy. Is there anything else that, that I can talk about for comedy? Um, I was going to I was going to try and periscope this uh, this podcast. Unfortunately, my the device that I have says that it's not capable of running periscope. So, I think that's that won't happen until I get a new phone. Uh, so have I talked about characters on this podcast? About doing a character? Um, one of the things I've noticed that is um, we have a couple of uh, we have a couple of actors in like in our scene. Like we uh, let me see, um, Sheldon Graham and Jim Schmidt are both sort of. At least Sheldon is a theater major, so I guess I don't know if he counts as an actor yet, but. But at least, yeah, we have two kind of actorly types in our um, in our scene, um, and uh, I've noticed that neither of them really do uh, characters, and I'm I'm wondering like if there's a reason for that. If um, I should I should just ask them. I should have them on the podcast and ask them about that. But I'm just speculating to my my own self just now, and for you, for you dear listeners, your beautiful people out there. Um, how are you, by the way? Are you doing okay? Are you doing good? hope you're doing fine um it is winter and so probably i imagine the most of my listeners are probably in victoria so it's you know it's you can't really complain that's the the thing we always say about victoria it is cold but not snowing (laughs) so it's not as bad as the rest of canada um, anyways, yeah, my speculation on uh, Jim and Sheldon, why they don't do characters, is probably because they get enough of that in their other parts of their life, and sort of stand-up is like a is like a change from that, it's a release. So they don't have to do, you know, have to, they don't have to pretend to be someone else, they can pretend to be themselves for a while. Um, and Jim has a one, I don't know if he still tells it, but he has one joke about that, he says, like, I'm an actor, I'm acting like I'm a confident, self-assured individual or something like that. I probably got it all messed up. I do apologize to Jim for getting that screwed up, but that's, yeah, that's, that's his joke anyway, so I don't care. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I think that's why they don't, uh, they don't necessarily do characters. And of course, I guess the other thing about actors, actors, is, um, not all actors are character actors. Um, some actors are just actors who say things sort of almost as themselves. Although every actor has to be a character, right? Yeah, I don't know. Welcome to Josh's acting podcast where we explore the intricacies and also his English language podcast where we learn how to talk English. Um, the intricacies of acting uh, and stand-up comedy. But I, I like doing it. Like, I did... Um, 
I did a couple of uh, voices. I do voices like, I don't know, yeah, voices, I guess. I don't know if it's a character or a voice or just you know, a little bit of both. Because in stand-up, you, you can slip into, like, if you're quoting somebody or if you think, oh, this person said, blah, 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 I'm a ditch person, then, yeah, you do a little voice for them and you say, this is what they sound like. But you're not actually, like, jumping into that person. You're sort of, you're just doing a voice. So it's not actually a character. But I did... um I do. I have done a couple of voices. I've done like a like a teenage girl, like oh my god, like whatever, like that sort of teenage girl voice, and then the nerd who talks like this, uh, the, basically the comic book guy from The Simpsons. So many of my voices are just lifted from The Simpsons. I don't know. Um, and then I had one where just uh, recently, like in stand-up I in my in my stand-up routine I did I said oh uh, I, I dissected the word abortion because it's a I don't know I, I was thinking that would be funny I, I don't know why I thought that but <laughs> there okay and then I was like oh abort is a funny part of the word like abortion is it's not that funny but if you take just like bort that one part that's funny. Also, another Simpsons reference. Come along now, Bort, because when the Bort with Bart wants to buy a, uh, I think it's a license plate or, or a fake license plate with his name on it, and there's they have no Barts, but they have all Borts. And then a couple of people like come along now, Bort. Like a lady calls to her son, her son Bort, and then a guy says, "Oh, did, were you talking to me? My name is also Bort." And I think there's another, the third board, but now it's been a long time since I've seen that clip. But I'm sure it's on YouTube, so if, if that got you interested, you can go and click over and watch that little clip. Um, anyways, uh, but I thought, oh, it sounds kind of, it sounds like it's a corruption of birth. And I was like, oh, well, like, what if a Nova Scotian person said, said birth? So I was like, bort, like, I had to bort a baby. And there, that was... That was the voice. I do it a little bit more than that in my stand-up set, but yeah, I bored the baby out of my bort hole. Yeah, that was yeah. So so I do voices. Is what I'm saying. I do occasionally, and I'd like to do more because I I I always laugh at comics who do uh, voices, and I know eh, not everybody likes the stand-up comics who do like different characters and voices. Some people just like comics who just sort of tell stories and just like be as real as themselves as they possibly can. But no, I like comics who are sort of whimsical and become other people and like and back and forth. So yeah, that's what I like, and that's what I'd like to be in stand-up comedy. Should I talk about? Okay, here's a, here's a dirty little deep secret. Um, I have this, I'm recording this on a microphone right now, and it's a portable microphone, so I take it to every show that I do, and um, I very unfortunately, and I don't know why this is, but I, I go intending to record my set every single time, my five, my three minutes, and I do not press play. Like, I haven't been able to make, bring myself to do that, or press, not play, but record. So... I don't know. This is something. This we're doing some therapy right now. Therapy with Josh. He's trying to figure out what the hell is wrong with him. <laughs> trying to talk it through. Um, but yeah, people say that that's supposed to be really valuable for um, improving your stand-up comedy is recording and uh, playing it back to yourself and sort of realizing what you could have done, could have said better, whether you could have waited for a second somewhere. Um, 
but yeah, I haven't. And possibly, like, another thing is I don't know if at this point in my career, like, I still feel like I'm way early and I'm just brand new at this. So it's possibly it's not really necessary. But I still feel guilty about uh, about not recording. I feel guilty. I feel guilty. I don't know. Speaking of feeling guilty, here's a, <laughs> here's a thing we can talk about. Um, and sort of, and levels of, of accomplishment um, because stand-up is full of people who are doing things at different levels and so what feels like success to one person may feel like utter failure to another person and what feels like success what success one week might feel like utter failure the next week and I um, I, I don't know I haven't figured out how to navigate that but maybe you can help me <laughs> a little bit help me think about it or, or just think about it along with me um, in that, uh, yeah, some, sometimes you watch somebody on stage, you think, oh, they really kind of, they really didn't hit, and they, they kind of sucked, and they didn't do good, and this and that. Um, but if they're new new to comedy, then that might be, like, really good compared to what they could have done before or what, you know, what they're expected to do. So it's not so bad. And, and I always feel like... Um, like you can't say to a person like it's hard to say to someone oh that was a good set or that was a bad set because to like they might be feeling to themselves like oh it was good or bad depending on what bar they had set initially before that and I I think I get that from shows too it's like I expect a certain level of performance from myself um, whether I mean it's not I don't expect to be the funniest person on the show although we talked about that with Sam Lee and I about trying to be, be the funniest person on the show uh, but I don't um, I don't necessarily expect that how much of a performance I, well maybe I don't want to be the worst on the show that's something um, but uh, yeah I come away from a show satisfied on the number of if I got you know a couple of laughs I'm like okay well you know I'm, I'm, by moving forward I've got something there Um uh, but yeah, somebody who's like been in in it for a lot longer might be might be getting laughs the whole time, and and you know because you can you can save jokes and you can like self deprecate and stuff like that, and they might come away from that set and say, ah, it was not it was really not good. I like screwed up this and that. Um, didn't get as good a laugh on this part as I thought I would, but I, I mean they did save it. But yeah, they were expecting a laugh at a certain time, um, and uh, and yeah, that's how it. <laughs> That's how stand-up comedy works, um, and sometimes, yeah, like I've I've gone into a set or a session, and I I've done okay, but then I like came away from it realizing, oh, like there was a huge punchline in there that I completely just forgot to throw in. I've gotten better about that lately, though. About like I I have a bit more. I don't know if it's just gut feeling that sort of develops, but I have a bit more sense for where I need to have punchlines, and I'm like, oh, okay, there's, you know, there, I, I gotta find that, where was that punchline? Whereas before, it used to be, a, like, if I forget a punchline, it's like, I, I'm just talking here, so I guess I move on to the next thing, I don't know. So I think I've developed, I feel like, um, I've, I've moved forward. I, I still have places to go, <laughs> and levels to reach, but I have, I feel like I have achieved something in stand-up something in, as far as self-development um but the other thing one other thing about um so that that's 
sort of that whole thing about gauging yourself, your own performance, and seeing how well you do. But the the other thing about self performance and self gauging is that um, sometimes you can do it. You can do a set and like you don't get very many laughs. Like you so you bomb basically, or you, you you don't do that well. You can come off off stage and you're like you know talking to other people, and then somebody might say to you, "Oh yeah, that was great. You were really funny." Now you might be tempted to say, oh, they're being fake or they're, uh, you know, they didn't actually listen. They're just trying to, you know, I don't know what they're trying to do. Either being generous, they're being supportive of you, or being cynical, they are trying to uh, manipulate you, trying to make you, whatever. Either way, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, Well, even if they are, like, trying to manipulate you, at least they are interested in you. So that's, that's a flattering thing. That's a positive but the other thing is, like, sometimes what happens is, like, not many people in the room will laugh, but, like, I've I've found comics to be quite funny to me, despite not getting laughs from the room. And I know that's that means they're technically they're lacking skill, but it also means that something that they thought of meant something to me, and so that there is something in there, and then they basically they just need to keep working at it, because if it was funny to me, if I thought they were funny, then... Um, then it's worth it's worth pursuing yeah yeah and i like i can appreciate things that people do in their stand-up comedy um that might not get last but i think oh yeah that was really that was really good it was really funny i like that and maybe if if they had said it a little louder so you know who knows what would the actual various reasons for it not hitting correctly sometimes the audience is just bad it's just a bad room i mean that I guess we've talked about that sometimes there is a there is such thing as a bad audience I don't know I guess it, it's a debate in in uh in stand up comedy is there such thing as a bad audience okay let's this is a, this is time to practice uh setting out an opinion and standing on it is there such thing as a bad audience um yes I think there is I think there can be uh, yeah I I think it happens um, that sometimes there will be an audience that just doesn't get you or your jokes or any jokes sometimes. I mean, but I wonder, like, sometimes it's an audience that doesn't speak English, but that's not too common in North America, but in Asia and stuff, you can get that. Um, but yes, uh, stand up. Yes, I think it is. Uh, but uh, let me just give the other side of the argument for now, is that some people say, well, no, there's no such thing as a bad audience. Only somebody that you couldn't connect with. Or only, yeah, only a failure on part of, on the part of the performer. Um, because sometimes, like, you can, you can have an audience that looks really bad, and they look like, oh, they're not really giving up much laughter. And then some, some like, really good comic comes in, like, towards the end of the show, and then just grabs all those laughs and like oh how did they what <laughs> like what's going on <laughs> apparently they're apparently they were good people it's just nobody knew how to speak their language um oh speaking of language this is a point i kind of wanted to make about stand-up comedy new point i think i i think i killed the old point to death by now okay new point stand-up comedy feels like in some ways it feels like speaking another language it feels like you learn different cadences and you learn different ways of speaking to draw out the laughter and you learn a different word order because obviously word order or word order is important in stand-up comedy because you do 
you do jokes you do um you you put like there's there's funny stuff in every like every everything like this the talk that I'm doing right now this podcast is full of opportunities to be funny <laughs> um but if you rearrange the words just right and put like funnier parts at the end of sentences, those become punchlines and those will become where people laugh. Like it's not, it's not magic or anything. It's just sort of, just a new, yeah. Like I'm saying, it's a new language. It's a new way of speaking that becomes funny. Um, and uh, and the only way to learn that language is to try in front of people and see and talk gaga goo goo in front of people and see what they see what they say. See if they laugh or not, and you, and you work towards laughter. Um, and of course, I've always said entertainment is more important than laughter. But setting that aside, I mean, that's I don't know why I said that again, but setting that aside, yes, we're talking about looking for laughs. We're talking about how do we get the best laughs out of people. So yes. It is its own language, and it's also like I've learned. Also, I think I've <laughs> mentioned this on in, on the podcast before, also. But um, you got to learn to listen. You got to like listen to the audience, and um, you can actually hear sort of different flavors of laughter at, after a while. Or you can hear a sort of a tentative laugh, and you can hear if you've kind of got them, but you haven't all the way, and you have to push a little bit harder to get like a full, like proper, you know, proper laugh response. Um, and that's, you know, and it becomes like a conversation. Like they're speaking the language of laughing, <laughs> and then you're speaking the language of stand-up comedy, of comedy, of uh, comedic timing, and so on and so forth. Um, yeah, so that's that's that. That's what's going on. Hmm. What else can we talk about? You want? Hey, you want to just hang out? I I feel like I'm always so into podcasts. I'm always like talking about stand up, um, about how to uh, like how to fight through and win and get the best. You know, do do our best. But I really should probably be a bit more relaxed. I don't know. I mean, technically, I'm I'm relaxed enough. I'm sitting down in in a nice room in a in a room in my parents' basement still. Um, yeah, still there, but, um, uh, uh, working off and on, but, uh, yeah, not full-time enough to back, get back into my own place, so it's been about, well, it's been about as long as I've been doing stand-up comedy, so it's been about seven months that I've been, uh, I've not had my own place, but I've also been doing stand-up comedy. Interesting how that coincided somehow, but, yeah, that's the way that is. Um, yeah. Looking forward to a new year coming up. It, it, it what is it? December the oh gee. It's December the third already. Um, wow, December twenty fifteen. So we're looking forward to. We're gonna have a couple of Christ Christmas parties coming up. I'm going to a, a secular what what's it called secular humanist uh, party. So we'll see how fun that is. I think it's going to be good. At least secular humanists like to drink. I know that. So that'll be good. That'll be fun. Um, and then there, there's going to be a comics party um, for comedians in Victoria, which I'm going to go to. Uh, and then there's, and then it'll be 
you know, New Year's, and it'll be a brand new year, and we'll be looking for, we'll have to make resolutions, and we'll have to say, you know, this year I want to make a point of, I don't know, I don't think, I don't need to lose weight, I, I think, I think my news, New Year's resolution will have to be, you know, get a day job, and just any any job will will do. That's fine. Which I think it'll, I think it'll happen in the next month or so. Get a day job. Uh, get get back into my own apartment. Get back into my own space. Get back back on track with my own life. Play some Dungeons Dragons. I don't know if that counts as a resolution, but it's something I want to do. Uh, do more stand up. I I don't know if stand up needs to be a resolution though. Why am I doing resolutions on December third? Like it, now I, I've blown away all my potential content for the next month. I think at this point we're we're nearing the end of the podcast, so I maybe I should say goodbye and make this. Well, we'll see if I can make this short. See how long it takes me to say goodbye to y'all. I just want to thank you so much for listening to me ramble away at random topics, and uh, and hopefully I I don't know I I. My biggest dream for this podcast is that I was able to bring something into your life that you were missing before, whether that's just another voice to listen to, perhaps. I don't know. So whatever it is, remember that I am also in this world with you. We're all in this together, I guess. And we'll keep we'll keep at it. And, uh, and if you're a fellow stand-up comedian, keep on trucking. Um... And if you're just trying out stand-up comedy, or like, you know, one time or a few times, or just seeing what it's like, uh, you know, I it would be fantastic if you stuck with it, but if you move on to another thing, that's fine too. It's, stand-up comedy is always something good to have in your past, to say, yeah, I used to try that, and I, a lot of, that's... You you see that in I don't know stories and movies about characters and stuff like a lot of people have attempted stand up comedy and sort of fallen off or quit and, and whatever um, seems to be a very common narrative um, but uh, a few people stick with it and uh, even fewer <laughs> make money at it and f- get famous at it and stuff like that so that's what we're going for and if we never get there at least. We had fun along the way. At least we made a weird podcast. But hopefully, hopefully we'll get somewhere really awesome. And everyone will love it. Well, in the meantime, I hope to see you out at various shows. Bratfish uh, on Monday, Thursday. um, This draft, Comedy Northern Quarter. The Mint coming up in January. I, I hope to see you there and and shake your hand or or bump your fist or whatever we have, whatever we can do or just say hello and uh, and yeah, I was see you again. Hope to see you and I, I hope you let download the next podcast after this too or or stream it or whatever you can do. And because yeah, it's next week. It's going to be Elliot Ryan. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be good. All right, so with that, I'm going to sign off. Love you all, and uh, bye for now. Theme song.